you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's the footballiest time of the year. It's the pig, pig skinniest season of all. With Tebow Tebowing and Mile High Payton's throwing, it's time for football. It's the pig, pig skinniest time of the And hello, football fans. It's your old pal, Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to a special episode of the Dave Damashek Football Program, available like all the rest of them are at iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com slash Sheck. I'm a man of mirth. I like the kibitz about this, that, and the other. I like to talk not just about the NFL, but about the game called life. But we haven't time for that nonsense right now. We have to focus on an important issue. It's the 2015 NFL schedule release show. That's why it is, I guess, kind of sort of the footballiest time of the year. Although, really, maybe it's like getting one bite of steak and then being told you don't get to have the rest of the steak until autumn rolls around. Although you wouldn't want to eat that actual steak because I think you might get uh, sick from eating it. Either way, I'm getting derailed. Let's jump into the 2015 schedule with our two guys here in Studio 66. Maximum strength, ready to break it down. His piece on the primetime games in 2015 on the slate is available for you right now at NFL.com. Here he is. It's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop with you, fella? Hey, man, it's been a long time. I haven't uh, I haven't been on. The only thing I've heard from you is blasting me on not including Cam Newton on my top rookie quarterbacks. I know. We're not talking about the past. We're okay. talking about the future. All right, Mark McGuire. But by the way, let me just tell you something. Yeah. 
you're I, I, the piece you're referring to was you said that Cam Newton didn't have one of the five best rookie quarterback seasons ever. Yes. That was fraudulent, so I pointed it out. I didn't <laughs> blast you. I I gave you my opinion. That was my retort. But like I say, we can deal with that at another time. Right now, I want to dig into this schedule here. He also here to help us do it is uh, the resident Miami Dolphins fan. Can't wait to get his thoughts on the AFC East. All the way from London, England, it's Handsome Hank. He's handsome, Hank. He's handsome, Hank. He's handsome, Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. I've been up all night studying the schedule, so I think I might actually be able to give you more than just a view on the AFC East. Wait a second. You have had the schedule for 24 hours now? Well, um, yes. I'm going to let you behind the curtain. Yes, I have. All right. I don't know how you found the time for that with all this Tebow news. Well, (laughs) yes, that's important, too. I can't believe they didn't just say, like, you know what? Let's wait on the schedule release for a week, maybe a fortnight even, because we just want to let this Tebow thing be its own stuff. Right, be its own thing. And then also we're going to have to reshuffle the deck because we're going to want the Eagles to play in every primetime game with Tebow now as they're starting. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, fellas. In the preseason, mind you. The preseason schedule we're talking about for Tebow. Let me just say this, and I don't want to get bogged down having a Tebow conversation, but the idea that the, the, the thing that I've seen five minutes after he signed or even uh, or even more quickly than that was the declaration, well, he's just going to be a practice guy, and then they'll kick him to the curb when the games start to count. I disagree with that. Well, let's see what they do in the draft, of course, the Eagles. Maybe that'll change. But if they go to camp with this group, he's going to beat out Matt Barkley. He'll be on the roster. However, E.H., you or maybe you can hit me to the rules. Did it ever change that if you're the third string QB, if you are used, then that means that the other two QBs cannot be used anymore over the re- remainder? Yeah, if, of the if you have that roster exemption with your emergency quarterback and he comes in, you can't just decide, oh, he's not playing well. Let's stick Alex Smith back in the game. Yeah, he's out. Well, that was the rule, but I thought maybe they had modified it. No, the second – right. I mean, you can go back and forth between the first and second string, but once you go to number three, your emergency guy, then that renders the other two, um, you know, benched for the rest of the game. So the idea that, well, Tim Tebow will just be used in special packages will be a dicey proposition for Chip Kelly week to week if, in fact, that's the the plot there because then you wouldn't be able to naturally, if the the starter goes down – you couldn't put in. Well, I guess. Well, you wait a minute. Per my understanding, though, unless I'm misremembering here, the which I'm certainly capable of, that was only if you had an emergency quarterback. If you have three quarterbacks suited up on your active roster, then you can put them oh, in, okay. in and right, out right, as right. you. That's what I'm asking. As yeah. you wish. If he's one of your 45. One of your 45. Okay. All right. Listen, I just wanted to touch on Tebow and. Uh, um, out of context. Mark Sanchez will lead the Eagles to the playoffs. That's pretty much the long and short of it. Sanchez, Tebow, Bradford. It's interesting. Yeah. If only the college pelts on the wall meant anything Mm -hmm. in uh, pro football, the Eagles would definitely be on the right track. We shall see what happens, though. As draft day draws ever closer, make sure, of course, that you're following along. NFL Draft Live, um, so you can watch all 256 picks of the draft. Live, live streaming on NFL.com, NFL Now, NFL Mobile, and the connected devices. It starts Thursday next week. Can't wait to ship off to Chicago, Illinois through Saturday. Follow at NFL Live for those updates. All right, fellas, let's dig into it. We did it this way a year ago. 
Black Tie has decided he is the boss after all. Black Tie behind the glass would like us to follow the same routine we did last year. Four quarters, four quarters of NFL schedule, full breakdown. Black Tie, what do you got in mind? How do we start this off? What's this the first quarter? This is the uh, 2015 NFL schedule, 360, and quarter one is kickoff, guys. And the first question here is, and by the way, it's 10 minutes per quarter, all right? All right. And the first question here in quarter one is, what week one matchup are you most looking forward to? All right. Like I say, we've got the schedule. We've poured over it a bit. Handsome Hank had a little bit of lead time, I guess, on EH and I, but uh, Elliot and I have both looked at uh, looked it over as well. So I'm going to start with you, Handsome, since, like I say, you uh, you got the first peek at this thing. What is the most compelling week one game? It Well, I mean, that – I, the question, the way it was phrased by Black Tie is, which one are you most looking forward to? And there's only one answer to that for me is, of course, the first chance to see my team playing football, which is the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins travel to our nation's capital, as I believe Americans like to refer to it. Um, that's because that's what it is. Right, but it's not my nation. So I uh, be weird. I got you, right. Yeah, that anyway, would be weird coming um, out of your so mouth. So right? they, they get to play the Washington Redskins, which is kind of a uh, – kind of interesting matchup in itself. Super Bowl seven, Super, Super Bowl seventeen and, and I think rematch. One, one thing you're gonna find along the along the road to Super Bowl fifty is that there are nineteen Super Bowl rematches contained within the schedule this year. And the NFL is going to be celebrating the fact that it's the 50th Super Bowl with gold logos and gold shields. And in fact, the 50-yard line, the 50 will be gold on the way to Super Bowl 50. And this will be one of the first times we can all see that. Marvelous. You know, football nerds like EH and myself certainly look forward to those sorts of renewals of, uh, you know, classic matchups. I think it's one of your favorite Super Bowl 17. Isn't that one of your favorite Super Bowl uniform matchups? I like actually – no, I think that's Elliot, like 17 better than 7. I, I, I like the all-whites on Elliot, the Dolphs. As always, no red card <laughs> challenge flag coming from The me. gold pants on D.C. is where it's at, though, and they have the gold pants on in Super Bowl seven against the undefeated uh, Miami Dolphins. But, yes, that's a good game. And let me just start with the first game of the year. What have I said for months now? And the NFL, Kamish Goodell, and all the rest of you didn't listen to word one, I said. Why the Steelers at New England? Why do they have to be the sacrificial lamb? Who wants this game in America? The Steelers don't have Levy and Bell. It's a guaranteed loss for the Steelers. America loves the Steelers. Do you think America wants to see the Steelers 0-1 to start things off? Of course not. Instead, why not Rex Ryan's new gang? Didn't everybody swoon when the Patriots and Belichick and Rex Ryan got together? That's a better story. Why not the Eagles? Send Chip Kelly and Tebow and those guys. How about the Jets? Everybody loves those Jets and Pats games. No. Why do the Steelers have to go take the loss? Why are they the ones who have to deal with this? Makes me sick. Makes me sick in the gut. Not happy about it. The game that's interesting to me, though. Well, can I just respond to that? With great power, the Steelers have great power. Comes great responsibility, and their responsibility is to be zero and one. Is to is to. I don't no, see it that out. way at all. I'm yeah. totally uh, disagree with you. I think Pittsburgh could easily go in there. I'd and like beat to. Them. I'd like to refer you to a Miami Dolphins team that knocked off the Patriots in Week One last year. The Patriots are notoriously slow starters. I get it. This is a, a yeah, but this game all the, I know the season that. kickoff at night, the prime time thing, all that, the home team always wins the game. Save. Three years ago, the Cowboys beat the Giants. That's the only time in, what, 10 or 12 no, of these because, games? Oh, well, yes, right. you're right. No, you, no you're right. The, the, I was thinking of Baltimore having to go on the road. Remember because when the they, Orioles wouldn't yeah, give it, up which, the time. Which brings me to my argument is, to me, the the 
kickoff game should have been New England at Dallas for multiple reasons. Number one, it's the best matchup. Partially because of what you mentioned. That would have been great. Send the Cowboys up there. No, no, no. But New England is playing at Dallas this year. But I don't think you need to be married to a rule that the defending champ opens at home. I really don't. You want to do the kickoff game with the defending champ? Super. But I don't think they need to be at home. Secondly, Dallas-New England is a game you get once every four years. It's an awesome matchup. But it doesn't really have a lot of relevance when it comes to postseason seeding. I mean, interconference means nothing. So why not have an attractive game like that in week one and have a game like Pittsburgh-New England, which could mean a, a, a ton when it comes to seeding in week 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. I, I thought New England at Dallas would have – and if you want to talk about ratings, no offense, Dave, but New England at Dallas would rate higher than Pittsburgh at New England. That's true. But, I, I you know, the way that the, the schedule makers go about doing this is they have to make multiple trade-offs. They're trading offs with teams that get a tough stretch somewhere along the way, maybe sure. go on a bunch of road trips to tough things. Then the other people, and I think fans don't realize this so much, is all the TV networks want their slice of the the big games. The you know, oh, we need to get that. We need to have that. Oh, right. if, if they're getting those games, then we need this one. And it's pretty. I mean, Dallas, New England. You're absolutely right. Is one of the sexiest games of of the 2015 season. You uh, today wrote an excellent 15 best games of 2015. Elliot ranked it number one on that list. We and we could talk about that. But that game's gone to CBS. It's an afternoon, mm-hmm. standard afternoon game, and presumably somewhere along the way, as these, as the backstage machinations take place, that's been handed to them as a make good for something else that's gone out. Sure, sure. That's well, let me say this about uh, as I look through the week one, the games that I've circled in advance. I li- like you touched on Elliot. You say playoff implications. I really have always disliked week one. In, I, I say I wish the Jets or Bills were going to play the Patriots, but I don't like a week one game being a division game. That has such import I agree. on how things shake out. College teams play some patsy before they get to the big game, almost always, before they get into conference play. That's certainly true. I don't like these big-time games being played in week one. At the, the Browns should play everyone in week one. Well, right. Well, the well, the, the comparison I always make is, you know, I said the thing about eating a steak. I, You know, we've been out in the desert. By the time the football season starts, we've been living out in the desert starving for months on end. We don't need a filet mignon to get by. Just give us a saltine or two. I don't care. Give me the Jags and the... And the Seahawks. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to. I'm, yep. I'm going to love it. I'm glad football's back. I don't need to see the uh, Giants and Cowboys get it on in Week One. The game, though, that I think is the most, I- I- in spite of the division implications, the game that has some real um, intrigue in my book: Baltimore Ravens at the Denver Broncos, and not just because it's Gary Kubiak's, um, you know, head coach now for the Broncos, hooking up with the team he coached. Last year, I mean, this is going to show us a lot about where Peyton Manning is. The Ravens are interesting, where they, how they sit right now mm-hmm. with the lack of pass catchers and everything else. I think this will – I don't want to make too big a deal, but it will help to define what these teams are going to be. If, if the Broncos lay it on the Ravens like they have um, – or like they did in the season opener two years ago, um, I would be very nervous as a Ravens fan. All right, and the other one, by the way. Tennessee Titans at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If the Bucks mm. draft Jameis one and the Titans take Mariota two, that will be their uh, their respective debuts. Just like, a side fascinating. note, fascinating. That just, will be. Yeah, just a side note. Sorry, Hank. Just to play to your heart here, Dave. I do like the Vikings at Niners from a uni matchup perspective. I think that's a good one. 
Yeah, I like the old Vikings uniforms better. But, uh, yeah, your two Monday night games, Eagles at Falcons, that's a great one. Winged uh, teams going head-to-head. And then the Vikes at the Niners, yeah, a lot of uh, – that one's steeped in some NFC history there. Those two teams have played each other a fair number of times. And, uh, yeah, Saints at Cardinals is juicy. Listen, it's uh, it's going to be a glorious – Sunday, September the 13th in 2015. Next question, Black Tie. What's your next question for us here? Another good one there. Could, you know, Lions at Chargers. That might be uh, – would that be Philip Rivers? Would that be – Oh, yeah. That's a great question. Yeah, and in fact, I say – I guess I kind of assumed Jameis v. Ver- Mariota, but who knows? Perhaps yeah, who knows? it will be Phil Rivers mm-hmm. going down to Tampa for his first – All right, go-off. next question here in the uh, kickoff section is – 0-5 teams have made the playoffs 0% of the time. Shocking. 1-4 teams have made the playoffs 5% of the time. So with that in mind, which good team this season will have their season decided in the first five weeks? Well, this is always a bugaboo for teams that are optimistic. If you just get if you get dealt a bad hand coming out of the gate, if your September is really bad and you fall, like you say, into an 0-3-1-4 kind of hole, then you're kind of doomed before you even start thinking about what costume you're going to wear on Halloween. And so I was looking at some of these. I'll tell you, I'm, I don't want to harp on Pittsburgh, but I don't like that New England game. And assuming nothing changes with Lev Bell suspension, the Steelers – follow that one up with the Niners in Pittsburgh, which isn't the worst thing in the world. But then they have to play the Ravens. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, the Ravens come to Pittsburgh in week four, and then they go to the Rams in week three to to, do the Steelers, potentially without Levy and Bell. So that's not good. The worst one, though, that I've identified, people are excited about Rex and what the Bills might be this year, but this might be a little bit of a gut punch. The Colts in Buffalo – that's not a good way to start your season, having Andrew Luck come to town. Then the Patriots come to town. Then at the Dolphins, and then you play the Giants at home. And I kind of like the Giants this year. I think the Giants are going to be sneaky, decent this year. So I think that's probably the toughest September out there right now. Handsome, how say you? I have one I looked at. Um, I think I've mentioned before, I may have name-dropped Jim Tom Sula, new 49ers head coach, is, a, is someone who I, I'm looking forward to seeing in his new role he he's got it i mean given that it feels like the knives are already out a little bit in san francisco for him he has a pretty tough run so he opens with the vikings at home on a, on monday night football you know interesting vikings team and with a 49ers team that's lost a few as we know big pieces this offseason then he goes at pittsburgh you think that might be a tough game for the steelers I'd, but I'd, i think i'd probably favor the steelers at home at arizona Back on the road again against a division rival that's you know was it's going to be stronger again this year. Then they have to host the Packers, mm-hmm. go to the Giants, host the Ravens. Then they get their first matchup with the Seahawks in a big Thursday night game that that should be a fun one. And then they don't get their bye until ten weeks into the season, which is always you know teams are looking to get that bye as a, you know a little earlier than that, not too early, but somewhere in the middle. Uh, and then coming straight out of the bye. Early or late November, they've got they've got to go to at Seattle. I I just have a look at that um that and I don't hold high hopes for a 49ers roster that's already been hurt pretty hmm. badly this off season. E H, how say you? You know I th- this may be more of an oddity thing than than who's going to be up the creek and who's going to be dominant early in the year. But I'm looking at your Dolphins, Hank. You know they they start the first two games on the road. Uh, then they host the Bills, which is going to be a tough game. The mm-hmm. Bills have handed it to them down there in Miami a couple of times. Uh, and then they go to London, and they're facing the Jets. 
and then they have that dreaded early season bye. Yep. No no team likes to have that bye in week five. Uh, the good thing is then in week six, they come out and they play Tennessee. Well, then also the first two weeks they're playing, I get it, it's road, but it's in Washington, and Washington is not, uh, you know, hasn't been a good team, and in Jacksonville. I, those, I mean, like, I, I agree with you. Two road teams, is not, not two road games, not the ideal way to start your season. But it's nice to have a couple road right. games against teams that, you know, should be relatively beatable wherever you play them. I just wonder if we're going to know anything about the Dolphins until midseason. Because oh, I agree with you. And then the end of their season, if we, if we want to get stuck in on the Dolphins, they've got a Ravens game, a Giants game on Monday Night Football at San Diego. And then they have, what Dave, what you were talking about with the Bills' tough start, they have the Colts and Patriots to finish their season. I just wonder with the Dolphins, I, I'm with Dave. I don't like the early season divisional matchup. I don't like having the Bills and Jets playing the Dolphins so early in the year and then getting that dreaded bye. And, I, you know, I think a lot of fans are curious about the Dolphins because they had the marquee signing, unless you consider Darrell Rivas the marquee signing, but it's arguable, uh, of free agency. And uh, I think people, especially with Philbin getting that extension, I wonder – uh, really, if we're going to be able to gauge the team at all until late in the year. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why I say it's especially bad for a team like the Bills. These are human beings, after all, and if they have no reason to feel confident going into the season or, I mean, they, they you know, feel good about themselves. But, you know, they, they get down by the end of September, you know, uh, just as that will be a gut punch to them. If you're a team that doesn't know what you are, if you are 4-0 and or 5-1 and early in the season – then obviously that can propel you into into good tidings going forward. I'll tell you who has a tough schedule early in the year, and I think they might go 9-7 and seven this year, is the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos, where is that? I have the oh, – here we go. Listen to this. So like I say, they start with the Ravens. Then they're at KC on Thursday night. That is uh, not the environment you want to go into, a prime time game against KC. And then at the Lions, that's a pretty tough three-game stretch. We'll know something about them by the time um, October rolls around. And uh, where's the other team that I like? Is um, Oh, I've been talking about, and in fact, I've already made a sandwich rate wager with uh, Chris Wessling of around the NFL. I think Ryan Mallett and the Houston Texans are your surprise team, and that's your next question, right, Black Tie? Who's that is, get yep. off to a good start here? I think the Texans will. What? They they host KC. What are you doing? Is that are you just going to the next question? All right, why? What do you mean? Is that question. your next question? What, yeah. Which team is going to get up? Next to question. What do you mean? Why am I? What are you yelling at me for? About? Oh no, never mind. Go ahead. Why is that he wrong? Likes, he likes to get his voice in. Somewhere. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah, that was, he wants that was to make it look like sure he's in control. You're like the referee who won't let the quarterback snap right. the ball. It's like, we're ready to go. Let's go. Wave your hands and let, blow the whistle and circle your arm around. Yeah, I'm like the referee that makes a really emphatic like charging call. Yeah, because people love that. That's kind of like that's a good thing to people watch good sports. good guy we'll to compare to yourself with is the referee. Officials. <laughs> All right, why don't you go ahead then, Black Tie? What should we talk about? All right, next up, which seems poised to jump out to a surprising Ooh, fast start? Oh, I like question. that question. Like that you question. know what? I'm going to go with Bill O'Brien's Houston Texans. I oh. think that uh, they go <laughs> KC to start the season by virtue of that being a home game. I like the season opener being played in front of the home crowd that favors that team. Then they go to Carolina, not an easy one, um, but still a game that they can win. And then they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Houston, and then they go to Atlanta. I certainly could see them being 3-1, and one, if not even undefeated, by the time the Indianapolis Colts come to town. 
on Thursday night. That's a good Thursday night uh, game there. Colts at Texans. And I'm excited about this team that, uh, you know, I think, I like I said, I made a bet with um, a sandwich bet with Chris Wessling. He favors doing such things. And I think that the, uh, I think Ryan Mallett's going to win that gig. I, I was like just about game. to ask you that. Flip a coin. That's what I was just about to ask you. The little coin drop. I just think the NFL probably collectively should have learned a lesson in 2014 that placeholder QBs give you the uninspired results you anticipate. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not uh, is not a great idea for you to start your season with. Brian Hoyer is going to give you what you expect Brian Hoyer to give you, and so on. Put the guy in there who has the higher ceiling especially with that defense. I really like this, uh, like I say, this Texans team. How say you, EH? What team will surprise coming out of the gate? Well, it's just pointing on the schedule to Hank, and we we both agree. Like Tennessee, man, you look at their schedule, and I I know that's an unusual choice, but I think people, and I've heard this said many times, that a lot of people think Tennessee has the weakest roster in the NFL. They're right there with Tampa Bay, and not just based on last year's record, but literally quality starters. But they start at Tampa Bay. They have Cleveland after that. They have the Colts at home where the Titans have surprisingly played the Colts uh, tough at home before. Uh, Then they have a bye. Then they face the Bills at home. That's not necessarily a really tough game. They play the Dolphins at home. They play the Falcons at home. And then they have a division opponent at Houston. But Tennessee has one of the weakest schedules in the league. And, again, I just rattled them off. Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Indy, Buffalo, Miami, Atlanta. I think Tennessee could get to three wins by midseason, where they finished what two and fourteen last year. Mm-hmm. Well, and if they do, if they have Philip Rivers on the sideline, then some of the things that we're talking about there sounds a little less unrealistic. I guess, yes. yeah, that all, all those assumptions get blown out of the water. You mentioned the Falcons, though, and as I look at their at their slate, I like this team. I feel like I don't know why they have been as crummy as they've been the last couple of years. I'm looking for a bounce back. I really do think addition by subtraction. You get rid of um, Mr. Tiva, Mike Smith, not to badmouth him too much, but I really do expect that Dan Quinn is going to cause this team to spike a little bit more than what they've uh, played better than what they've played in the last couple of years. The problem for them is they go Philly, then at the Giants, then at the Cowboys, then the Houston Texans is their first four games. That's hard to feel like they're going to come through that any better than one and three. Yeah, it could be an 0-4. Yeah, and New Orleans is another team that uh, that America is intrigued by. At the Cardinals, Bucks at the Panthers, Dallas at Philly, Falcons. Yeah, that, that division once again, although I have said, and I will say again now, you watch, hear me now, believe me later, the NFC South will collectively rise up and save a little bit, salvage a little dignity after the humiliation that was the 2014 season for that division. I do think that one is going to be pretty good. The Buccaneers, let's assume it's Jameis at the helm there. Tennessee is a, you're saying Tennessee, but I would think the Buccaneers will take that game with James, unless it's Phil Rivers coming in there. But then again, at the Saints, at the Texans, Panthers have a good defense. Jacksonville Jaguars before they get to the bye um, I don't know how uh, Jameis is going to have to be pretty special in his first few games for that team to be relevant uh, by the time they get to their bye in mid-October. Yes, Blacktop. What was that? It's end of the quarter, guys. That's not any sort of end of the quarter 
sound it, I've ever heard. A whistle. I, don't, I, don't, never I like it. I like right. it. You can, you can keep using that. That was, that was a 20-minute uh, quarter. At least. I know it was. It was first quarter, though, yeah. so I let it fly. we got to go a lot quicker here because Hank's got places to be, E.H.'s got places to be, all that fun stuff. So, all right, quarter two, prime time. Apparently, game. I have nothing better to do with my time, though. <laughs> Primetime games. What's the best uh, <laughs> Thursday night football game this season? All right. I need, where, I, it's hard for me. This is a difficult thing to find all the Thursday night games. Do I have to just – They're all on Thursday. Oh, okay. Yes. Good. Oh, it's the first one listed on uh, uh, on each week. I think you got to go week 10. Nice and easy. Check. I think you got to go week 10. Buffalo at New York. I don't know about you. I want to see Rex Ryan in the Bills sweater vest. Walking into MetLife. Okay, that's the one. Ta- taking, taking on the Jets. I also like the Jets side of it. I love the Todd Bowles hiring. The only thing I didn't like about the Todd Bowles hiring is that Atlanta didn't get him. Uh, I think the Jets are going to be a much improved team. Uh, and both of these teams, I think, have an outside shot at competing for a wild card, maybe Buffalo for the division. But uh, I think both of these teams could be complete, competing for a playoff spot. And then LaShawn McCoy going up against that Jets front also makes the game interesting to me. It's there. there there's uh, something about it that seems unlikely. And every year, I will say. I mean, just about every year, I do it because the numbers seem to favor this happening. Uh, two. It's not w- when you look at the wild cards how they shake out. Very often, the there are three teams from one division it's that crazy. get to the postseason. And people say, and and every year I'll I'll pick that that I'll, I'll make that prediction and people say three teams from the same division what are you crazy no I'm looking at history that's the way it works out and the reason for that even though it seems like well they have to play each other twice don't they have to beat each other up and knock you know a couple of those teams out of playoff contention but in fact they are playing almost exactly the same schedule all the teams in yep. the division are playing almost the same schedule so if a division is down in the previous year they get e- they get a, a better shake from uh, from the schedule makers, and so those teams tend to rise up. I could see the AFC East uh, supplying. And in three teams, I agree, man. I mean, I just it really is difficult. The Joe Philbin factor is real in my book. I mean, I I, I find him terribly uninspiring. Um, you know, I feel like they got to in two straight years, really. They were in a position to really make a run in the postseason if they had good Decembers and instead flamed out. I put that on the coach. I really do put that on Philbin more than anyone else. I, I don't disagree, but you look at their December this time around, you look at the schedule there, and I can see the same thing lining up for them. I mean, if they're in position, if they're in position this year to be, you know, to have st- striking distance of the playoffs, their December goes Ravens at home, Giants on Monday night at home, at Oof. San Diego, Colts at home, Patriots at home. So, look, they got the benefit of having some home games, four out of five games being at home. But the Colts and Patriots are tough teams, that, you know, wherever you play them. The Ravens are going to be a tough team. The Giants on a Monday night game. Here's the – but the I, one see, thing, I the, see Philbin being fired sometime early in the morning on January 4th. <laughs> well, but the one thing you do have going for you is your last two games are, first of all, in Miami, and two, they're the Colts right after Christmas and then the Patriots after New Year's. Well, is this like the Patriots and Colts players are celebrating in some That's way right. and they're going to be – That's right. Oh, what? We got a game? Too much today? eggnog. That's yeah, it. I don't, I don't see that. No. Maybe they're already they've solidified their their um, their seed at that point in the year, and maybe they're just putting their maybe. feet up. Yeah, yeah maybe possible. possible. I'm trying to give Thank you something you to much. feel happy I about. It. I don't know. I yeah, I agree. But 
the Bills and the Jets both should be good. I mean, the Geno factor, the Matt Castle factor, that's the, the downside of those two teams, the sport's most important position and all that. But both defenses should really be mighty, shouldn't they? I mean, they should really be yep. terrific, dominant defenses. And the pieces, especially in Buffalo, I mean, how bad can the Bills be? I keep saying it, but the but the Rex Ryan factor is going to mean something. That is going to give them two extra games over the course of the season. The defense is going to be dominant, and they have Shady McCoy, and they have Sammy Watkins, and they have Robert Woods. How bad can this this Bills team be? It's got to be competitive. I I feel if it weren't if they weren't called the Buffalo Bills, we would say, oh well, that's certainly a wild card team. It's just the stink of the last uh, quarter century that uh, that makes us feel like they're destined to to be mediocre to lousy yes black tie you want to move on to the next question what is it well i was going to do some more of a good tnf matchups here i mean oh okay well yeah, I, yeah can i just make a point a tnf so well nfl network games so those are include some saturday game there's two saturday games in december as well but i think i'm right in my math which is not my strong point that 14 out of 16 of them are divisional matchups which is so? I mean, there are some good games in there, like the ones we just talked about. But there, but to have, you know, every it means every time on a Thursday night, those games are going to be worth watching just because you've got got two teams that know each other well. And yeah, those play. games always have uh, exactly. some teeth to them it's as a cool. result of that. So yeah, you go. So yeah, you have uh, the Ravens at uh, Pittsburgh in Week Four, Chiefs at Packers on Monday night, September twenty eighth is a is a fun. Monday night game. To well, take especially with the 50th uh, anniversary of the Super Bowl this year, that's Super Bowl one right there, and it'll be KC at Green Bay, so it'll be the exact same unis. That should be a, kind of a fun matchup historically. That is a good call that I didn't catch there. They better wear the white pants, the Chiefs, when they head up there. Uh, good luck with that, bud. But no, they, they should. They I mean, I, I in the white you know, pants on occasion. Y- you think they would? Lions at uh, Seahawks on Monday, October. Not feeling that one. Well, it should be a blowout, you would think, I'm right? I'm feeling that one. Yeah. No one's feeling the uh, Week 11 Titans, the Jags? I'm going through them as we speak here. Um, I'll give you a fun one, uh, Dave, with your team. Colts at Steelers, Sunday night, Week 13. Kind of a rematch of the, the shootout at Heinz Field last year, Roethlisberger and Luck. And given where those defenses are, I could still see both quarterbacks throwing for about 450 uh, in that game. Why can't the Steelers just get a bunch of easy games? Would that be so hard? Why do they have to play the Colts and uh, what are all these uh, playing it at the Patriots? Yuck. How about Dallas at Washington Monday night, week 14? Remember last year, Redskins played them. Uh, Football Baby, I believe, predicted that game. Uh, that's the one where they Tony Romo was oh, walking yeah. around like Gollum. It's a gem. Uh, yeah. Colts at Texans, I mentioned already. That's a great one. Dolphins at uh, Pats in week eight on Thursday night is uh, good. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, I th- I, I'm with you, though, EH. I think that um, Bills at Jets in, in the middle of November will be sublime, as should be a Thursday night matchup. Browns at Bengals. I'm not willing to just say that the Browns are a joke. Again, Browns at Bengals was a great Thursday night game last year. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was one of the worst. Yeah. But uh, I like Petten in year two. I just think that his division is happens to be loaded, so I don't know how far they realistically can get the Browns this year. But I do suspect that Mike Petten is going to prove himself to be a good NFL head coach. I think it's In fact, he too. did it. He did, he did prove himself to be a good head coach. I think that Josh Gordon showing up fat threw the team off the rails. Yes, Black. I'd like him oh. to show up a little heavier as well, be heavy Petten. Yeah, I, I, you know what? 
I, I, I like. I, it's not just because the word play works. I think I'd like to see him be. I he, he, he seems could to be a man. stand to put on a hundred pounds and and get himself. A and good then nickname. we could call him Heavy Pettin. I like that quite He'll a bit. Probably look better too. Just That's what I'm saying. I I, I just uh, is that the new Drew Statton? Heavy Pettin? Yeah, I didn't know if I, you know, I've I've been gone for a while. So. Let's put a call in to to Mike and just tell him, listen, there's a marketing opportunity here did. for you, man. So please. Yes, Speaking Black of Guy. Drew, uh, Drew, uh, best attitude. Um, he helped out here with some of these notes and nuggets that were given out. So shout out to him. Lastly, before halftime here, like a two minute warning. Which players, coach versus former team matchup, are you most looking forward to? It looks like you guys are really interested in Bill's Jets. Which other ones are you looking forward to? How about Denver, Chicago? That's fun. John Fox. Uh, I believe That's that fun. game is at Soldier Field. Is it not? Yeah. Uh, Obviously, the the mutual parting of the ways that we first – well, I wonder what was the first one of those. The first one I can remember was the Jerry-Jimmy split a little over 20 years ago. You know, the mutual decision. It used to just be a guy got fired. You know, now it's not that way anymore. But uh, you know, it would be nice if, it, if the Bears could uh, beat Denver there. I guess you could call it the Jay Cutler revenge game, but I think we're too far past that. Mm-hmm. I don't I know like, if he has I like, revenge um, on anyone. I like as well DeMarco Murray going back to face his Cowboys week two. Yeah, that's a good one. I I feel like the Cowboys Eagles are always better at Philly though. I feel like that's the kind of game that's better at, because there's just no animosity at Cowboys right. Stadium. It's too much like a nightclub. I'll tell you one. This way, a game that a, a game that stands out to me. I know I'm really harping on these Houston Texans. I guess they're my uh, my, my uh, unofficial team that I'm going to embrace. Um, through the summer here. Since you've written off your Steelers, I wouldn't even make it unofficial. Why don't you make it official? Well, what kind of schedule were they given? This schedule is an abomination. All right, all right, all right. We don't need that again. All right, I'm going to tell you what they – well, you know what? But let me just tell you about the Texans. Here's one. They host uh, Bill Belichick's Patriots in mid-December there. Let's say the Texans are in it for a You know, the talk was when I was saying that Bill O'Brien would want Ryan Mallett. He worked with him before he departed to go to Penn State, did Bill O'Brien. Belichick brings in this kid and who, you know, he's a bad seed for off the field reasons is why he falls to the third round. Nonetheless, the Patriots take him a few years ago. Now he studies at the knee of Tom Brady for the last many years. And he's got. And he really does have one of the top three or four arms in the NFL. If you watched him sling it, it's it really is you know along the lines of what Kaepernick and Rodgers and Flacco seem to have going. Um, the butt, the the scuttlebutt was the butt. The scuttlebutt was that Belichick would never give Ryan Mallett away to an AFC team. He would never let that that happen. And then other people would say, well, Bill O'Brien's his guy and worked with him, and there was all that uh, sort of the behind-the-scenes politics and personal relationships that either favored the trade happening, Mallet staying in the AFC, or maybe Belichick and Bill O'Brien have some kinship or whatever. Either way, Bill O'Brien against his sensei, Belichick, with a former Patriot, I find that game intriguing. Now, I want to tell you something. The Steelers have – you want to talk about a rugged stretch – Here's a rugged stretch for you. After they get off the bye on in, in November 29th. I'm sorry. I, black- I think it's halftime, isn't it, Black Tiger? It is. I, wa- I want you to tell me. <laughs> find a tougher stretch than this one in all the NFL. Listen to this schedule. November 29th. Check, check we're getting to this. this at the be- Seahawks. Then the Colts. Right, then at the Bengals. Underway. Then the Broncos. Is, yeah. Then at the Ravens. Oh. All right. 
So I think he's answering uh, which 2014 playoff team will miss the playoffs point. due to a difficult strength of schedule. Which was that going to be a question? That, that was. was. So that's How do you answered. know that? Do you read Black Tie's mind? I do. I it read. Doesn't, I'm doesn't the only one. Unless Black Tie asks. No, I'm question. the only one in our immediate Wait, elimination have chamber. Wait, have we moved on to uh, to uh, the third quarter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. I thought yeah, we were going to do. Uh, I thought we were you doing half. We don't have time. We don't have time for it. I just did. Wait a minute. I just did elimination chamber. I'm the only one that reads your emails. The uh, I have that Cincinnati is going to be the team that misses the playoffs due to a difficult strength of schedule. <laughs> I think the I AFC we North gonna, only sends one team. I thought to the we were going to talk Game of Thrones though for halftime. I thought that was going to be the we ran out of time. Festivities. Jack. We ran right. out of time. Yeah, play, no play clock. Poor well, th- we are kind of talking about Game of Thrones, Dave. Winter is coming. Yeah. Ah, I got you. All those. All those. Uh, Games like nice. they're all going to try to get to the Super Bowl. Did you agree with Khaleesi taking the head of that guy? You have to. Spoiler alert. You, you thought Jeez. that was a good idea? Yeah. Too bad, Black Tie. You don't even know who that guy is. Right. How big a spoiler alert is it then? It's a big It's a big plot line of the episode. All right. Well, anyway, back to the third quarter. So now what's your question to, well, to resume? Which 2014 playoff team will miss the playoffs due to a different – Difficult strength of schedule. You already answered the question. So, Hank and EH, what about you? I didn't answer no, it. I, did. I just told you they uh, have a terrible stretch. That's not my answer. Well, my answer is the Steelers will miss the playoffs based on their strength of schedule. I don't care. My answer that. is the Bengals. My answer well, is. Well, someone's the... going to make it from the AFC North. Yeah, I not going to be, be the Browns. The, I think it's going to be the Steelers. I think that's the only team that's going to make it from the AFC North. Well, Six. one major potential pivot point in the division is that the Steelers have to play at Seattle. And the Bengals and the Ravens get to bring the Seahawks into their homes. It's garbage. All right, next question. No, that's not my answer. My answer is the Denver Broncos are going to miss the playoffs. That's a good one. Of course. All right, of course next. what? Nothing. Um, which team has the best chance, if any, to go 16-0? <laughs> well. Well, the, the Colts have the easiest strength of schedule. I, the second easiest. Before even reviewing how the schedule uh, shook out, yeah, I mean, I I, I think they're certainly going to be the number one seed because of the way things shake out. And, and um, they go at Bills, then Jets, at Tennessee, Jacksonville. Nothing too scary there, although Buffalo will be wild, you would think, for that first game. But they really have a good chance of being 4-0. and Then they go at Texans on Thursday night. That, well, that, that's the, here's the tough part of their schedule is October. At the Texans, then the Patriots, then the Saints. They've, then dude, at they've got to and, – and let's stop you right there. I, I know everyone loves the Colts, but they haven't just gotten beat by the Patriots. They've gotten destroyed. It's they true. got destroyed on Sunday night football. They got destroyed in the deflate gate game. They got destroyed in the playoffs last year when LeGarrette Blunt went for – Gosh knows how many yards. And then they got destroyed the year before that when Andrew Luck was a rookie. I mean, I believe it's been four straight blowouts for the Colts against the Patriots, and it doesn't matter where they've played. Well, so, all right, I think we can strike the Colts. As a... Can we just strike every... – I mean, no one's going 16. Yes. This point, the... Elimination you chamber. Which on? one of TD's questions question sucks? should be eliminated. Yes, that, that one. <laughs> all right, suck for luck game. Bitten by your own. All right, um, just like suck for luck a few years ago, which game will be the lose for the top 2016 NFL Draft Prospect mm. X Bowl? I like that question. That's a very interesting right. question. You've redeemed yourself in a way. <laughs> Come back, I mean, baby. not totally, but um, but to some extent. Clutch. Are the Raiders going to be complete garbage? I don't no. think so. No, I don't I don't like that. Vote. I mean, first you have to identify the, the teams that you yeah. 
are think uh, thinking have no chance. So how about this favorite. one? Can I? I'll tell one? you. I, I know I say this yeah. and I sound like a shill when I point this out every time, but um, the there are very few teams you can identify right now that really have no chance of going to the playoffs. If any, I mean, who who can you really circle and say, boy, that team's just going to be hot garbage in 2015? Well, I've got, can I can I give it a go? Please do. I would say there's a there's a matchup on October the 25th, which will be televised on CBS only for local broadcast between the Cleveland Browns and St. Louis Rams. Really, you don't buy the Rams? Is I mean, again, I guess that's the Jeff Fisher. Thing. I I don't buy Jeff Fisher, and I don't buy the Cleveland Browns, and I feel like those are two teams. I mean, I'm you know I was looking around the schedule for for teams that I think could potentially be bad playing against other teams that I think could potentially be bad. That one jumps off. Uh, you know the page at you because it's because you're right. It is tough to see. You know in the in the AFC East, I think we just had a discussion. We probably believe that they'll all be okay, and and one team's definitely going to sink to the bottom like like normal. The AFC West, I guess it depends on your your thoughts on the Raiders, the Jags. I think you know and Titans. They're going to scrap it out for for the bottom of the barrel. I have a nominee. Niners are certainly going to be there or thereabouts. Based on what you just said, I have a nominee. How about Week 16? So where the two teams are playing each other late. Uh, how about Jags at Saints? You think the Saints are going to be crummy, huh? It's got to be somebody. I mean, I'm... No, I'm, you're right. You I know. know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm poo-pooing the, your suggestions of who's going to be bad, but somebody is going to go 3-13 and 13 To me, worse. there's if you go if you go a true suck for luck, you got to talk Week 17, right? And yeah, that's, me, what, he, I'm, here's that's your what I'm trying to look at. Here's your candidate. Saints at Falcons would be, of the docket, a strong candidate. I think Bucks at Panthers would have to be a candidate. You can make a case for the Lions at the Bears. Uh, you can make a case, but but I How about, you know, Saints when, Falcons I think could be a possibility. If Handsome is correct that the Rams aren't good, and that's, you know, reckless mm-hmm. speculation, of course, but how about Rams at uh, his good pal Jim Tom Sula's 49ers? Yeah. That could be it. Yeah. You know, if I you're agree. a conspiracy theorist, you would probably say that the NFL wants the Rams to not be well. I guess I'm trying to think. Do does the NFL want the Rams to be good in 2015, thereby making them seem more attractive? But or would it be better for the NFL for the Rams to be crummy so that they get a whole new regime in there? The the Rams fan base really. If you buy that the Rams are leaving St. Louis, who is going to go? I hope a bunch of youth groups get tickets at a discount and get to go watch St. Louis play pro football. But if you're, you know, if if you're a regular fella, how many guys are going to how, who's buying season tickets to go watch a team that's leaving that you assume is going to leave? Um but if they are lousy and they have a high pick, maybe the first overall pick, the Rams, that'll be exciting. What if the what if the Rams were on their way to LA right now and Jameis Winston was gonna be their starting QB? We'd be we'd be over the moon. I don't know, but Black Tide just gave me the look that you just went on a Parcells clock killing drive that spilled from the third quarter yeah, into the cool. mid fourth. All right, I'm looking at the, I, I'm I'm interested What's in in what may be our local football right. team. All right, last question here. The first ever 2015 playoff predictions, which – who are your playoff teams? I'm going to start with Elliot Harrison here. Uh, I'm going to go with – in the NFC, I got Dallas and Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia wins the division. Dallas is wild card. I've got uh, Green Bay in the NFC North. 
I've got Carolina winning the NFC South for a three-peat. That's never happened. Last year was the first repeat of the mm -hmm. NFC South, I think. And then the NFC West, I have Seattle and Arizona. Those are my six NFC. In the AFC, I have the Patriots. I have the Jets. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers as the only AFC North representative. I have Indianapolis and Houston and Kansas City. But I'm debating Houston and Denver really strong there for the uh, sixth spot. I'll tell you, I uh, Jets would be my upset team for the playoffs. I, I, another one, and this is, you know, I'm sure Baltimore will weigh in and say, "What a homer I am to say this." I don't think the Ravens are making the playoffs. Either. I don't either. Eight and eight at best. I mean, who's catching the football? Dennis Pitt has had two major injuries. Yep. You know, they they lost Torrey Smith. I mean, their passing game is going to be relatively weak, and let's hope that Justin Forsett was not a flash in the pan. For the record, I don't think he was. I think he's going even to if he year, is, but... maybe they can get uh, Melvin Gordon yep. at the back end of uh, of the call. first round. But they still don't have another pass catcher besides thirty-five-year-old Steve Smith. So, handsome. How say you? I like the uh, the Cowboys and Eagles in the East. I think, and I would agree that I think the Eagles win it, and the Cowboys get a wild card. I like the Packers to win the North. Um, in the NFC South, I mean, it, you could flip a coin. I might say Bucks even. Like, I, I have, I honestly have no idea which team's going to come out of there. I kind of like the idea of the Saints bouncing back, and then uh, I, I agree that the Cardinals and Seahawks will be um, will come out of the West. In the AFC East, I'm going to take the Patriots to win the division with um, uh, maybe the. Uh, that's tough. I want my heart. Obviously, says the Dolphins. My head. Says the Bills. I'll leave that one open for the moment. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, the Ravens to win the AFC North. I'm going to say the South is won by the Colts with the Texans making it as a wildcard team. And I say the Chargers will win the AFC West. I'll revise my seedings by just a little bit here, uh, but I'll stick to what I wrote about six weeks ago. Number one in the AFC will be the Colts. The Steelers, I knew who they were going to play. I didn't know that this would be – I mean, that their, uh, you know, their late November and December was going to be as brutal. So I have to take them out of the two seed. I'll put the Patriots in there as the second overall seed, then Pittsburgh. Then I'm going to replace the Chargers as the AFC West champ with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs – What is it about – I mean, if you, if you said that uh, – what, two weeks ago you said the Chargers were going to win the division. What is it about the Chiefs' schedule that makes – Well, first of all, I don't love the – you know, I don't love all this Phil Rivers stuff. That's just uh, well, yeah, bad that, tidings, yeah. obviously, um, That's at old. this point. But maybe it resolves itself. Uh, you know, yeah, if he's, if he's under center in August, I assume that they'll make nice and uh, that will be forgotten. But still, there's some discord there. There's uh, I think some unhappiness about, I think it's with about a contract. I think he'd like some more money. Normally, those these type of things, people have jumped on this one because there isn't a whole lot else to talk about at this time of year. But to me, I think if he gets more money, I think he's he's absolutely fine. I like I like the Andy Reid. You know, Andy Reid had again a pretty good year given all the uh, how banged up that team was. And I think that uh, with the addition of Jeremy Macklin and presumably another pass catcher for Alex Smith, I think that team is is going to be uh, is going to be very good, assuming uh, Jamal Charles can continue to perform at the level he's performed at since coming back from that knee injury. Then I'll go with the Texans at number five, as my uh, there they are, my Houston Texans. Um, will be your five seed. And then at number six, the Buffalo Bills will get there unless the Jets somehow get Phil Rivers or they get some transformative uh, QB to, to turn that thing around. I'm, I'm going to side with the, the Bills over the Jets No there. chance the Dolphins do it then. 
I didn't say no chance. I'm well, on the reckless speculation. The, you, you, you named every other team in the AFC East. <laughs> that, that sounds to me like a, a no chance. What can I tell I'm, you? You sold me on their terrible December. In the NFC, I will say the Packers are going to be the number one seed. The Seahawks will be number two. That little uh, talk about a transformation, them shifting from this defensive dominant team and pound, pound, pound you on the ground, and now the Jimmy Graham thing, that chemistry will take a while, I think, to figure itself out. I think it will be enough to knock them down a spot to the two seed. Eagles will take the east. The Carolina Panthers will three-peat in the south. Then I'm going to shake it up. I, I have the Giants and Rams or maybe even the Vikings in there, but I think you're right, Handsome. It's the Cowboys. Will uh, will get, I mean, You know what? I'll go Cowboys and the Giants. How about that? Cowboys oh. and Giants get in there playing into what I said earlier with, um, with uh, you know, three playoff teams out of the same division. All right, Handsome, before we ship out to Chicago, we have one more podcast and uh, – uh, black tie behind the glass tells me Bucky Brooks, the draft Ooh. guru, the quarter pole MVP and the front runner for the Shecky Award in 2015. By the way, I should mention we also very have an in guest studio on Thursday. Who's that? Draft prospect, the linebacker prospect. Who? Surprise, Perryman. Out of Denzel Miami. Perryman. I love the surprise, Perryman. <laughs> You didn't keep the surprise for very long. Well, I actually kind of forgot his name at first. and I was like, okay, I, I, I figured you yeah, had. I know you did. Um, so we'll talk about that, and we'll look forward to that. But, by the way, a lot of feedback, um, a lot of positive feedback about the Ike Taylor visit last week. Go back and listen to both those podcasts. And if I were to choose, I would say listen to the second one. Really great anecdotes from Bucky well, Brooks. Well, you can listen to the second one, but watch the first one. Cause oh, right. You video. can watch it at NFL.com. But uh, really go back and listen. We did a mock draft through 12 spots in the uh, in the first round. But that's almost besides the point. A lot of good uh, detail within those picks. But the, the stories that they were spinning, the both of them, really, uh, really insightful stuff. You know what? You know what I learned during that um, during that mock day tell is that you are a tremendous host. Because during during that mock, you were extremely welcoming to Ike, and it was great to hear the stories. But I mean, I think we can say now that Ike's here. Ike's picks are not happening. Ike had that's true. Ike had some. What was um, I supposed to do? Well, I mean, he had some pretty extraordinary picks coming off the the wall. Picks, yeah. Uh, Ah, so what? It was fun anyway, and I liked it. Terrific! It was a wonderful podcast. I don't know about Black Tie. What kind of host he is? I mean, he's not the host of the show, but he's well, still a host here in ask. Studio 66. <laughs> Ike Mike Taylor. Does. Hey, Ike Taylor. How'd you do against Calvin Johnson? Uh, I don't know. Well, here, here are the yeah. statistics. You got burned got terribly. What kind of thing no is that jive, to do baby. to somebody? No jive. That's how we roll. I think you I mean, Yeah, I think If, I, if he's going to be so. part of the team, he's got to know. Yeah, no jive if it comes up. But you don't have to bring have it to up, bring though. It up. We're talking to Calvin Johnson. That's true. All right. Uh, I don't know how you Sorry, sleep at night. All right, so we'll wrap it up here. Like I say, a, another podcast awaits. We'll get ready for the draft before we ship off to Chicago for what should be a grand week there in uh, one of the great cities in America, nay, the world. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Except for the Steelers. There's no heaven at all with that schedule. What are you thinking, Goodell? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. 